Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where all that matters is AEW. First up is the man responsible for that promotion, Brandon. Hello. Big week for you. Jim, what's up? It was a big week. Three hours of AEW, and it wasn't too painful to watch, so I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. Did you do anything this week? Anything going on? I did. I uh, I was down in Rehoboth Beach for a, a wedding on Saturday, and it was uh, it was interesting because I, I don't know the bride very well. I met her about once at a different wedding, and her family apparently was this – they're from middle – of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and they're this weird breed of uh, football fan where it's like they love the Steelers and they lo- they loved Notre Dame. So it was like a Notre Dame Steelers wedding, which I did not expect I was walking into. Like Chris's neighbor with the uh, the Eagles yeah. house? Oh, by the way, the next man is uh, assigned the task of NXT, the dead brand, according to some, Chris. How's your neighborhood doing, Chris? This dude got an Eagles house. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, everything's good. Maybe you got but, uh, Go ahead, Brandon. Continue. I did want to mention the the only reason I bring that up was because the uh, any big Notre Dame Steelers wedding and this had the perfect ending, which was the bride's father trying to steal the show. And when he got in, introduced, brought out a about eight foot tall Notre Dame flag on a pole and decided to run through the venue oh between the tables with the flag and just smash the, the shit out of a, a chandelier <laughs> <laughs> at this golf club. Oh, I so love that, when stuff uh, like that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I thought you were going to say he cashed out, like just fell and slid like he was. Slide into first base, face first. He put, the, he put the Irish hat on and sprint around and just crushed the Lord knows how expensive chandelier. Yeah, good stuff. Chris, you got anything going on? Uh, so first of all, uh, did anybody at this party actually physically go to Notre Dame? Of course not. That, oh that's, the, that's what we were oh talking about. So like, I, you know. <laughs> Being in the business I'm in, uh, I get to see a lot of college football. And uh, I've always said that if you are overly um, you're you're overly zealous over a college football team and you didn't go there or you graduated more than 10 years ago, you're a fucking loser. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. These dudes that are obsessed with colleges that they never went to. I don't get it. Yeah, and it's, it's freaky. Like, and I guess an exa- example is like the dad. How old was the dad that was running? I'm going to guess 65. Okay, so he cheers teenagers playing football. Right. Every At a place that he never went to. Never went to on Saturday. Is he Irish? Yeah, he, is that what it is? Is it like a diaspora uh, thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be a diaspora thing. I don't know. It's, it's, there's definitely this weird group of white dudes that love the Steelers, and then I, they also love Notre Dame because it's like back when football had pride or some shit like this. Manly where it was like, of, the manly men <laughs> of Mantown. Yeah, back when football was exciting, it was real. They ran the wing right 32 dive over and over again. Wishbone, wishbone, wishbone. Yeah, run the wishbone. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of those guys that could barely communicate, but uh, it was entertaining. And we had our we had our work uh, meeting last night. Okay. Not really a meeting. It's more like a get together, discuss what's going on, talk about our problems, and then just drink. We were at Human Robot. Have you been there yet, Brandon? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. We did a milk tube. Don't don't even oh, bother asking me. I think you know the answer to that question. Yeah. So it's <laughs> listeners. It's like a it's a whole flask of foam, and you suck it down. I don't know. This is a thing. Apparently, it's a Czech thing. Czech in Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic. Yeah, we did milk too. I've seen it. It's like this. They're like two dollars. It's some kind of like Eastern Bloc foam yeah. drink. How was it? It was fine. <laughs> I don't know if I need to do another one. It was whatever. We kept watching the videos of it. I was like, yeah, we were making jokes about doing milk tubes, so we did milk tubes. Then I ended up at Philadelphia Brewing Company, and then um, I walked the one girl that works with me home, and I pet her dog while my Uber showed up. <laughs> I pet her dog for like 30 minutes. It was, quite, it, was, it was quite an accomplishment. It was fun. It was good stuff. We had a good time. That's all I got. Oh, I'm Jim, by the way. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. First up this week, let's talk about. Should we talk about anything? Oh, my week was good, by the way. I'm just saying. I, I just wanted to let everybody know that my week was all right. I asked, but you didn't say anything. No, I made. I figured it was more of a chance to make fun of uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame, dude. Pulling on their milk tubes. Milk tubing. Milk tubing. Milk, milk tubing Notre Dame dude. <laughs> NXT, Chris. Should we talk about TakeOver or no? Brandon, did you catch TakeOver? Yeah, I did. Okay, so let's talk about it. How about, uh, I guess we should talk about Valter and Dragula. Dragula? Dragula. Dragula. Yeah, yeah Chris, go ahead. It was pretty Valter fun. It was pretty fun. I mean, I, I had no uh, emotional stakes in it, but it was it was cool. Well, that's a good point you made because I had no emotional stakes in it and didn't care about it and started watching it and immediately got really into it. So, yeah. I mean, that's something to be said for that. I, I really don't care. I, I dig Walter. Walter. I do, too. I really like Walter. I, I think he's tremendous. Um, I mean, you know, if they're heading over to England to check out the WWE UK product, I should <laughs> – I should, I'm sure we'll be seeing him in Raw, in Raw as Nah Z-Man uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how long before Vince brings him over and makes him into a Nazi? Um, or, 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 I mean, no, he's that insensitive. No, yeah. I was going to say, or into like a great composer of great music. It'll be one of the two, probably the latter, but don't be surprised if we see Valter in as Nah Z Man. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Z will be. No, I hope not. Brandon Dunn. I hope not. Yeah, Chris nailed it. Every time Walter comes out of one of these things, it's like, I peek my head up. I'm like, man, this is going to be a serious match. Did not expect him to lose, but it was entertaining the whole time. Brutal. Once that guy's uh, forehead band-aid got ripped off, I was like, oh, God, yeah. wrestling with that thing. Yeah. Did you catch the backstage promo where he was just, like, sitting there with the belt and his chest was just blistered with slap oh, marks and God. broken blood vessels all over his I chest? I didn't catch that, but I definitely caught it during the course of the the match. Uh, the only knock I have on Dragunov, what's his name? Dragula. Dragula. He's now yeah is on top of burning with the witches and slamming into the ditches. Yes, of course. Um, his facials in the ring yeah. are ridiculous. I mean, yeah. that, other than that though, it's uh, 
He's it was that, I mean that was I mean I'll say it right now match of the night should be on the, our list for match of the year in my okay. opinion. There you go. Anything you said that it. I'm putting it on. Yeah, anything that could suck me from complete ambivalence into totally fucking watching every second of a match. Because you know as we all know in, in this on this podcast the three of us all know that it's essentially a it's essentially a uh, fight against your your phone when you're watching. Yeah. You know, it's like they're they're battling with my phone. No, I hear you. It's every fucking show. As soon as I start getting bored, I'm like, oh, what's going on Twitter? Hey, cool boobies. Let me go to a booby app. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. This uh, do you have any? Yeah, do you? Yeah, let me watch the video for Dragula. Any other matches you want to talk about? This is all I thought. Was I mean, there was. I, I thought this was the only thing that was the, worth the price of admission was that everything. Yeah, else was kind I mean, of, there was fine. there was a title change. Um, multiple you know, title changes. Multiple title changes, but I mean, the NXT title changed, which was, you know, it wasn't surprising, but it also was at the same time because you never know where they're going to go with shit because they do a lot of things. They're like, all right, what are they doing here? Um, I will note that, like, at the beginning, I'm watching and I was like. Is Samoa Joe just completely fucking gassed? Mm. And then I'm listening to them and they keep talking about how bad his cardio must be because he hasn't wrestled in so long. Right. And I was like, okay, so you got one of two things. Either they're being told from the back to make up for the fact that he looks like he's completely tanked and he can't move by keep talking about his cardio. Or that was the story of the match and he actually did a fucking amazing job of selling it because I had no idea what was going on. I was in shock watching that match. I was like, what is with this dude? Is he really just gassed? It's possible. So, but I, I don't know. I'm like, I like to think that it wasn't. I like to think that that was the story of the match that they were going to go with. Burning good. Did we lose Burning? No, he's there. His microphone's muted. Yeah, I think it was probably the former and that he was just struggling through it. And they just kind of went, kind of went with it because he's 40 years old and hasn't wrestled in forever. But... I, I did want to mention that anyone see Karrion Cross come out? Well, that was the next that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Yes. Oh, ahead, fucking boy. <laughs> I didn't Are you talking about in this match or are you talking about I'm talking about I'm on talking Raw about or wherever the fuck he On Raw. Kinky. Yeah. Um he's wearing Dominate Dom 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 Dominator Dominator Dominator, Dominator yeah. here. Um, yeah, what the fuck, man? How do they hand... See, this is the thing. They handed him that, and uh, look, he's not, like, out of touch, right? He does have a Mullen Lob tattoo, which immediately fucking discredits anything that that he he could ever think about this dude. <laughs> but he's not... Like, he, he seems to be in touch with what's going on around him. And he got, they handed him this gear, and he was just like, yes, sir. He looks like a combination. Fucking of, ridiculous. He looks like a combination of demolition and the uh, Imperial Guards from Star Wars: Return of Jedi. That's what he looks like. He looks like yeah. The Rain give you Guards. That. Terrible. Not. Good. It takes. It takes a lot with the state of Raw and SmackDown today for someone to come out and for me to be like. Oh God! Like that's what I did when I saw him. Like man, this is—they're really melting this dude down. Jesus, they saw nothing in his NXT 
and uh, well like presentation and said like yeah let's just keep it that way this is pretty cool this is working also he's got this smoking hot writhing sweaty woman that wears rubber <laughs> and screams at him in romanian outside the fucking ring and eh, we don't need her anymore <laughs> yeah. let's like, leave her behind oh god man are they is, is he like you know it probably gets said over and over again, and I know, I know it's not true. But you look at this stuff, and how do you not think that Vince sees the iceberg, and it's over to his right, and he steers the ship, he's steering the ship to the right. Like if he just keeps going straight, this iceberg is going to blow blast him. It's going to be a hundred miles away, off the starboard, starboard, port starboard, yes, starboard side, starboard okay. to the left, port. No, port. no, starts yeah. starts starboard to the right, port to the left. Okay, right. so the starboard side of the ship, you're not even, it's going to be so far away, you're not even going to fucking see it. Right. And this dude's like, oh, wait a minute. Go hard to starboard. Ding, 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 ding. He's spinning the fucking wheel. Oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I just watched uh, Star Trek Whales, and that was the end when they got to spin the boat around because yep. the bird of prey and the, bur- and the bell goes off. That's Star, Star Trek Four. Gotcha. Star Trek Whales. Whales. Yes. The Whales movie. <laughs> Brandon, yes. are you familiar with the Whales movie of Star Trek? No, I never saw the Whales movie. All right, yeah, you, we're going to have to do a review of the Whales movie next week. Star Trek 4, Whales. Is it longer or shorter than that Manami-Toyota match that we had to It's watch. about the same leg. <laughs> <laughs> but you can watch Future. You can watch, it has the, you know, the the um, everlasting joke of watching people from the future act like they're in the past. That's really good. Yes. Excellent. It's an yeah, excellent film. He did a little bit too much LDS. He did a little too much. Yeah, double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with NXT? From the the pay-per-view? No. Yeah. No. Brandon, do you got anything to add you want to talk about? Million dollar belt? No. No. I, I really don't. It, it was kind of a sad – I don't want to say sad, but it's a weird show, right? Like, because uh, uh, the matches were pretty good, but – the state of NXT has just had, I don't know, never been worse. So you're. Like it's going to be completely, according to, to uh, not Nick Khan, the other Khan brother, he uh, he's saying that the entire product's going to be revamped with Triple H in charge. So I have no idea what it's going to be like. We'll I did, find out. I did, I did look at some spoilers, and some of the same talent is involved. So it's not anything like where they're just ditching a bunch of people from the tapings because they're taping it now. It's not live. I did see for the anybody that cares. I thought this was interesting that for the first time, I guess in years, Triple H usually will do a, a media call mm-hmm. after those, and he refused to do it. Yep. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about where his head's at. That's right. But he's a company man. He's a Vince man. He's going to stick around. It's not going anywhere. You think he's on his resume? He can go like work somewhere else. Triple H. I'm gonna go be well, the CFO of someplace else. It's a volleyball association. <laughs> That's right. He's no, the I, I would. I mean, I would. Uh, of course, he would. Yeah, you think so? You know, I mean, he works for a gigantic. He's worked. He's worked for. He was worked for in a high position for a gigantic, world known, world renowned. I don't know world if that's renowned, right. Renowned, yeah. World renowned company for a number of years successfully. Yeah. And he started NXT pretty much himself. Right. You know, not with the funding and whatnot, but it was all his responsibility for a number of years, and that was very successful. So anybody would, I think any company would jump on that, too. Whether or not it would work out or not is a totally different story. But... Or, of course, it's not going to happen. We're just speculating yeah. and joking yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, joking about it. But... 
Brandon's going to go to work. He's going to log in, and his new boss is Triple H. How cool would that be? <laughs> he'd fi- yo, he'd fire you for in a second for buying that that rock and sock uh, box set and not <laughs> and not a figure with him, Triple H, on it. <laughs> he did. You know, he's like, oh, welcome to what, what's the free sample they always give out? Let's give off what like Coca Cola Energy, a Coca Cola Max. He's just like, oh, sorry, I said the company just, name. Just I'm gonna have missed, to go. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go mute that out. Just miss, miss it all over the office. <laughs> Every morning he comes in and, and miss an energy drink all over the all over his employees' laptops. <laughs> you imagine Triple H the boss? Welcome, welcome to this week's Zoom meeting. He sprays it all over his camera. Yeah, he can't see shit. <laughs> Triple H as a boss would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the only person that I would let yell at me. Not the only. There's probably a couple other guys, but I would let Triple H just freak out on me and just be like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll do whatever you say." That's Hunter. Cool, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Paul Levesque. <laughs> right, let's move on. We got. Do you want to talk about the now the lead in lead in episode was whatever. Kaylee Ray. Anybody care about that? Nope. Yeah. What was was there anything I wanted to bring up? Um, I don't think so. That's it, right? Yeah, what that's really it. I mean. Yeah, Are we doing SummerSlam right now? We're, no yeah. one watched it, right? I didn't watch that shit. I, I, I started and then – well, I'll review SummerSlam. You're yeah, right. go ahead. Real Talk quick. about it real fast. So I started watching it, and then my audio kept cutting out. Oh, boy. I and then I got the yellow circle sure. of, of death, and then I stopped watching it as usual. I mean, I had nothing to do. I, I was I, – like I said, I was home all week. I wasn't feeling well, so I managed to knock out all the wrestling when it aired yeah. and, not, and not have to watch it any other time. And – uh yeah, I, I started watching it Saturday night and uh, turned it off and woke up the next day and was like, oh, that stuff happened. And that was the end of it. It took me four sittings to get through NXT TakeOver because I really didn't care. And Peacock <laughs> doesn't let you – like if you DVR things, you could pick up where you left off. But Peacock, you have to start at the beginning again and fucking 32 speed through the whole thing to find the spot that you're at. And you don't get a preview. It's just the original right. screen, so you got to kind of guess. Oh, I think I was about an hour and a half in. Peacock stinks, man. It's a fucking shit streaming service, and WWE Network was perfect. Yeah, and it even really loading, was. like the load screen takes forever. Move, get, convincing the mouse to start, or the uh, the uh, cursor to start moving across the screen is fucking impossible. Well, I do it with my television. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm, yeah. I'm using the remote. I mean, yeah, it's not actually the cursor, but it's like you have to move I know what you mean. the highlight around the screen. It takes forever. Fucking sucks. Brandon, thoughts? And then you, and then you finally start it, and you just gotta get hit with the peacock ring. Yeah, it won't load. <laughs> it was just spinning roll, spinning I mean, doom of peacocks. Fucking. Tough. You gotta give them. A, you gotta give them a break. Comcast and and NBC Universal. It's an upstart company. They'll get their shit together soon enough. And <laughs> it's not like they have multiple skyscrapers in the fifth or sixth largest city in the United States of America. It's not like they have that. No. So. How about Oscar owning the melts? <laughs> so Meltzer reported that Oscar was left off TV because uh, they had nothing for her, and she like left because she was mad. And Oscar, in her broken Japanese, tweeted a bunch of stuff just laying waste to people she said that first of all she said like don't report stuff i don't know who you're talking to who you're talking about all this stuff and then she just kept posting because she's nuts with the internet a picture of homer simpson in a bikini with her face on it 
with fake reports of all kinds of news <laughs> over and over and over again. It was amazing. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, the tweets that I saw, I didn't see the Homer Simpson one, but she did exactly what I would do if this happened to me. And it's she just almost played it off like she has no fucking idea who this guy is. And she was right. just like, the person that wrote this story I've never met or and is a liar. I'm not right. sure who this is. I would, I would like to talk to them. Like it, like it was just some weird Twitter account just spawned up and made made up a story. Right. Like really belittle him like that. It's just like I don't know where this came from. I don't know who this human being is. I would like to talk to them and correct this because it seems very odd that this person would make up such a crazy thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like the the historian of of pro wrestling according to the internet. Yeah, Chris. No, I think it's fucking fantastic. I also I love it how, you know, it seems that anytime he opens his mouth and says his usually melt usual melt shit about a woman now, they immediately yeah. jump down his fucking throat. Like it's almost like this is like this is what we're gonna do. You know? Because he is a I don't know, chauvinistic scumbag. Wait, yeah, that's definitely not here we go, I'll show you. Here we go. There's the image she kept posting over and over again with new news. Can you see that? <laughs> I still even remember it's that picture. Over in a bathing suit and her staring at it. Big news this month is that Castlevania Grimoire of Souls will be released soon on Apple Arcade. And will Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell be reappointed? She just started posting <laughs> fake news over and over again. The actual quote was, the informant of my news has never met me or spoken to me or is a liar. Uh, fantastic is all I can say. Like, Fucking brilliant. Clearly had all of this loaded up. I guarantee you, I don't want to say guarantee, I'll be willing to bet that she knew, like even back when we were talking about the wrestler that was too overweight to perform before Wrestle Kingdom, that female wrestler that story that dave Meltzer wrote i wish i could oh, remember yeah. it was, uh, Momo it. Watabane. Watabane. Yeah. i have a feeling that she had been waiting for this moment and then she just she played her up. cards poorly. it was just like i don't know who this is but also i, I just so happen to have a bunch of me- memes about homer simpson memes just clowning this guy. And she or like you know the company women's group chat and you're like, yo, this dude ever fucking, this guy's a scumbag. If you ever talk shit, fucking lay into him. You know what I mean? Like they're sitting there oh, talking yeah. shit about him. And, the and they're all, chance and, and she just laid yeah, into him. Yeah, and they're all doing it in their own little way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like their own personal way of doing it. It's like, you know, now it's Oscar's turn. Charlotte Flair just ripped him. Fucking Selena Vega ripped him. And it's like immediate. Yeah, and then he goes on his little radio show and goes, yeah, I don't like ladies. Yeah. My wife Sorry. left me. I'm angry. <laughs> Sorry you can't get fucked. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, you, you, look, you, you look like shit. You wear high-ass pants, and you can't get no fucking ladies. I was about to say the P word, but I'm not going to do that. I'll say it. Fuck it. You think cousin, he's calling Cousin Debbie. Calling uh, cousin Debbie's Debbie. Like, hey, Dicker. Listen, <laughs> melts. Melts. Yeah, I, I, let me just say, because I, I, I think he listens. Uh, rumor has it that he listens. I've, uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, my sources tell me that uh, Dave Meltzer listens to our podcast. Now, this could be true or not. We'll find out more later. Um, but since he's listening to the podcast, Dave, pull your pants down. Don't wear acid wash. And if you want to get any women, you might want to lose the Bruiser Brody shirt. 
Mm, he wears it all <laughs> the time, over and over again. Or at least wash it. Yes. What do you, what do you think his daily like life is like? I know he's got huge arms, so he definitely like works out. But you think he like? What do you think he does? You think he just like wakes up and just watches fucking wrestling over and over again? Chris looks confused. <laughs> I hear something tapping, and I've been hearing it the whole podcast, and I don't know what it is. I must have a ghost. Is it me? All right, let's move no, on. It's coming from the southern house. We th- we we don't know that Dave Meltzer's uh, listening, but we can can see where our listeners are relatively. Mm-hmm. And we got we got pinged. Uh, someone's someone's listening from one of the swamps in Skyrim. So we were like, oh, okay, it must have must be Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's oh move on. no! Let's move on. All right, let's move on. So, uh, some big news happened in AEW. It was huge. One of the biggest things that ever happened in professional wrestling. I'm leaving you hanging. We are getting the return of the Big Show versus QT Marshall. Thank you very much. I can't wait. Brandon, good. No more BS. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw they put out a, a poster for the pay-per-view all out. And it's I love the, the QT Marshall's whole career has to have some kind of like it feels like he's blackmailed someone because they put out the poster. And it's like the most famous wrestlers that they have. They even put Mark Henry in it in a suit just because Mark Henry has Mark Henry has some equity built up. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry has equity. Mark Henry. And I have been uh, to New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. I have seen many crazy drivers. There you go. Dirty the pretzel. The pretzel man, the pretzel, the pretzel man came back. Go no. check that episode out in the archives. Can't tell you which one it is. Yo, my bad. Pretzel man just stole the mic for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then all the way tucked in the corner, like, a slightly smaller than everyone else is just QT Marshall. So he's like, come on, I'm on the show. You got to get me in there. Like as if that someone would see that. And I got to be on then, there. I'm trying like, to just find completely the completely ruining the whole poster. I'm looking for the poster. They just posted send... it recently. I can't find it. Whatever. Hey, what, his hair plugs and his pouty lips. Yeah. Oh, what's the name? Dissed him on his hair plugs, didn't he? They the called him plugs. Yeah. Like, hey, called him. Cut it. Uh, are you guys, uh, out there? We're going to talk about, um, let's see, let's talk about some stuff before we talk about the big stuff. How about the Darby Sting, Mox, Young Bucks, Eddie Garcia, or whatever his name is, Danny, Daniel Garcia match. Brandon? Yeah, Chris, can you go first on this if you don't, if you watch it while I try to find this poster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I didn't know what was going on with this match. It was a tornado so I, tag. I, no, was they, it? Yeah, so they were all in the ring at once, but then they took out Mox. Right, with the stick. Where is he? So here's the poster, and then okay. if you zoom all the way up into the top, we get a <laughs> <laughs> little ass QT Marshall. <laughs> right over, right over there, one of their biggest stars, Childer, just in case you're right. Yeah, yeah, looming. Darby Allen. So yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching the match, and um. Yeah, they attack Mox. I kind of forgot what was going on. Then Eddie Kingston vanishes for a little bit. But I really enjoyed this match. I'm really enjoying anything involving Sting right now. I think I I was thinking to myself, I was like, how amazing is it that it's 2021 and I'm hype as fuck for Sting? 
Like he it's rules. fucking great. Man. Yeah, he doesn't have to do much. He's got that dad bod, but he fucking mm-hmm. rules. Pretty good. Yeah, I would describe it as one of the few things in wrestling right now that I just find is like purely cool. I don't, I don't really have any like edgy or take like any hot takes about it. I do. It's awesome that he's out there, and if he actually felt normal in this group like i was making the barton crusty jokes at first when he was coming out with darby allen but in this match with that 2.0 group who just came over from i guess they were on 205 live yeah they're, they look pretty good they're entertaining they're you know it's like a little bit of comedy to them but they're a strong tag team that danny garcia guy they must think highly of him because it's like every single show they're putting him right up top with like mox kingston mox and kingston yeah he's uh, it, you know, it plays off like that okay so Mox does this fucking promo backstage after the match because he gets taken out with the stick. The promo was fucking amazing. What'd you think, right? Brandon? Yeah, I, I can. You nailed it. I mean, yeah, was, they're getting me into the show, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm as I'm watching his promo, I'm trying to like peel back my jadedness of like i've been so bored <laughs> been talking so much shit on this i've been so bored of it and i'm like okay like i'm start. i think i'm starting to like this i think we're getting somewhere here building up yeah he, he, and then it builds up to the match on the main event of rampage which was awesome david garcia thrust right into the fucking spotlight the guy was working like 200 people in jersey and now he's you know and it, the commentary put over the fact that he broke both of his legs, and now he's back with two broken legs, which I had no idea about, but that's pretty fucking right. impressive. And I still think he he gives me a vibe of, like, a almost a Minoru Suzuki vibe. This this man, so what were they saying? Like, this 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 man, this man broke, he broke both his legs. No, it was more This man, two broken legs. Mark Henry's having so much fun. Oh, my God. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, the match was fucking awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what. Good. I'll tell you what, dude. Like, you know, I shit. I, I, I would never miss an opportunity to shit on Moxley. Uh, I get excited to see Moxley now. He comes out the wild thing. Yeah, I mean, since since they like they they, he kind of settled into what they're doing with him, you know, because like that whole this, you know, my whole the over Popeye forearms and. And the shuffle, this shoulder thing, you know what I mean? That's his but thing, man. That's his thing, you know what I mean? It's the, just the Moxley sachet. But he uh, he definitely, I, I think it really sunk in with Mox was, first of all, the way they handled the exploding barbed wire death match, which mm-hmm. was a complete disaster. They did a great job of that. And then the uh, – smacking the rapper guy in the face when he said something about his wife. He just, <laughs> as, soon as, he, as soon as he got to the ring, he just took a beating. And I was like, yeah, I can go with this. Like, they're not just doing this, like, they're not doing him like like WWE. When he was in WWE, he was this same guy, but he was this, like, kind of watered-down version of He was him. a corny version of what he is now. He was a corny version, yes. Everything in WWE is a corny version of cool stuff. Oh, Exactly. Right. So, you know, unless you're unless you want to look like a uh, dominator, gladiator. Right. A corny version of the cool yeah. version of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon. So, yeah. You got it? Yeah. And, and I agree. Like I said, my you know, my opinion on this show to this point, or at least until like a couple of weeks ago, was that the uh, the guys that started it are responsible for 
it existing are the biggest problem with it currently. And you got to remember Moxley spent most of his time up to this point working with Omega and then working with the Young Bucks. And they had that shitty uh, spray canister match where it was full of cheating. And it just kind of – he didn't really get – to do like uh, he didn't get put in the right spots it seems like now that they're starting to fill out the roster and they have enough guys he's doing his own thing away from whatever they're doing and he's coming off a lot better it reminds me of um like when i was in high school someone some kids parents were gone it's like nobody's really friends with him but he's the one having the party so it's like everybody goes and it's like you have your fun but nobody actually wants to hang out with the people whose party it is it's like that's how i feel about the young bucks and kenny omega it's like you don't actually want like they kind of still stink but everything else that's happening at the party is is interesting right it's like every frat party i went to in college so let me let me let me pose just like a let me just like i i, I had this I'm going to give you a hot take. Let's use that term. Hot take on, on, on the way I see this in AEW. So without making predictions or, or, or like booking in the future, I, I'm thinking personally that at this next pay-per-view, the bottom drops out on the elite. Uh, what are they? The elite? Right. The elite. Yeah, the elite. Right. So the bottom just drops out on. They lose everything. So in the process of building these guys up to make you hate them so that the payoff is old school. It takes forever. And then when the payoff comes, it's so much better because you've been waiting so long, but the writing and the creativity isn't there to do it in a way that's not just annoying. Right. So we're not going to do it in this. We don't, we don't have the ability to, um, to create a storyline that generates this like organic hate. It's just cheat, 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 old school. Just make them cheat a million times. doesn't make any sense. And you just, instead of getting angry with them, you're just sick of it and annoyed, which is a different kind of thing. But the end payoff will be just as good because you're going to be like, thank fucking God they're on the bottom. Now I have a feeling that this pay-per-view is going to be them getting the bottom dropped out on them. That'd be nice. I have no yeah. faith that they're going to do that, though. I'm sorry. Okay. I would, I would love that. Brandon, go ahead. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that that's entirely possible, Chris. But, like, they can play a Vince McMahon-esque role here as a wrestler. Like, Vince McMahon, when he was a corporate WWF, was perfect at that. It's no secret to anyone watching this show that they're the people in charge, right? But they it doesn't get addressed. It they they don't the commentators the show doesn't play into that it's no, just about how how Rose. good how good they are the whole time and it's that's what's frustrating to me is I'm like it's not good it's bullshit so um I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it still drags out I don't know I, I'm just I, I would describe it as a lack of interest with with whatever they're doing yeah like it's, everything everything we're talking about that we wanted to talk about that's on our outline here none of it is really mentions the elite you know we're just talking about it because everybody likes to talk about them all the interesting storylines have nothing to do with them right like i i saw someone on tw on twitter said that i uh, kenny omega came out in a cookie monster shirt yeah i said that a couple weeks ago that's yeah when i guess that was baskets the, that was yeah, the this, cookie monster shirt right yeah i guess he had um, again i guess it was a reference to cm, CM punk oh very clever but oh. and maybe it's on. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's uh, someone extrapolating too much. I just <laughs> See, was. I don't know if that was intentional, but it was just so. I'm just so uninterested in them because most of their shit comes off as so stupid that I was just like, oh, I, probably not. It's probably just 
This is what this guy thinks is funny. Let's see if they notice that a Cookie Monster shirt. (laughs) What do you got, Chris? Chris, I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. I just remembered that it existed. What was the guy wearing in the audience that was like the Walmart shirt that that Brandon put online? (laughs) Yeah, what what was was that? Oh, it was the uh, the Ross Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It said something on it though. It was Cookie Monster. Yeah, it was Ross Cookie Cookie Monster. Monster. Yeah, Munchies. 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 The Munchie Man. Oh my God! I just oh, sorry. Five X Five XL from Walmart. Now, if Kenny Omega would have came out in the Munchieman T-shirt, now yes. that would have been funny. Yes, but he doesn't do drugs. Well, I mean, this is this is their this is their mania. I mean, this is their big show. It's all yeah, out. It is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe something will happen. You know, but they chose to do dark. Uh, they chose to do. Uh, uh, Q and T. Marshallix Jones versus the Sing My Own Song. So we're getting one women's match, right? And we're getting Q. We need Q and on T. Alex Malix Jones on the fucking show. Now I, I'm just questioning: Is this Cody Rhodes's boy? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it makes perfect sense as to why he's on there. <laughs> he's got to be. I'm sure he's selling so much merch. I think this is like not just his boy, but I think this is like if Cody Rhodes is Hulk Hogan, QT Marshall is, is Bubba the Love Sponge, like something yeah, he's, he's, happened. He's, he's Brutus the, the Barber BK. Yeah, yeah. He's, doing, he's filming something. He's got vids. Yeah, <laughs> something is something is happening. Yeah, he's he's joining in. He's the tag partner in the bed. If you get what I mean. <laughs> How about that uh, Dan Lambert fucking promo, Brandon? Yeah. Kind of funny. I don't know. I, I fucking loved it. I loved it. I'm, I'm at, the, I'm at the point with the the pandemic where, uh, not that I'm, I'm over it, but I've just started to think it's funny to to throw around this like anti-vax shit. Like, right now it's just like it's, it's it's become like parody at this point, and he just totally like leaned in there and was just like basically calling them all libs, and he's got he's got two UFC fighters who are champion like. Well, this part of the show is Santos. part I actually of the know show who is. that shows yeah, like, you how old those guys are that I actually knew who they yeah. were when I saw them. Arlovsky was champion like twenty something years. Right, ago. he used to wear the vampire mouthpiece. I remember. <laughs> him. Yeah, he's got Orlovsky and he's got Junior Dos Santos, who actually just fought last year at one point earlier on this year, and who is, in my opinion, probably one of the most terrifying people that ever walked the face of the earth. He's that a big guy. A fucking he's scary monster. Yeah. Right, and. And he was rocking an awesome mustache that he shaved off. I don't know why he shaved that thing off. He had a mustache for a while. But, yeah, dude, this dude is was on fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost gotten to the point where it's there is irony in doing the whole soy boy libtard thing now, where it's funny. Like, back in the day, it was like, come on with this fucking weird racist. But now you're like, this is hilarious. Uh, well, those yeah, like, people are no so longer... Dated. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, and I also, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Brandon, go ahead. Like, it's become so dated so fast with the way things move now that it just, like, it just feels silly. And I was, like, kind of getting a kick out of it. And the fact that he, he didn't skip a beat the entire time. And he's got these, like, I know Junior Dos Santos is, like, the nicest guy in the world and has, like, no, probably no interest in pro wrestling. But he's got these guys out there as, like, real fighters. So it's, like, kind of Cornetti promo. Right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the show does have, like, the what the fuck factor at all at all times. It hasn't really lost that where even in the middle of the show when you're not paying much attention you're like is that 
Andre Orlovsky standing in the lane with the <laughs> American Top Team guy. Yeah. <laughs> I did well, like that one of the fans started like saying shit to Orlovsky, and Orlovsky started coming close to the ropes. And you could see Tony Schiavone saying to the fan, like, all right, calm down, buddy. Calm down. This guy could legit beat the shit out of you. Like, don't, don't fucking do this to yourself. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, it's funny, too, because it's like, you know, I mean, first of all, looking at him, <laughs> that murder hawk comes down to the ring. Now, this is they use this to further a murder hawk feud with, with idiot one and idiot two right. that nobody cares yeah. about, which is like so weird that they just injected this thing. And it's very nonlinear, but whatever. But like you were saying with the whole soy boy thing, it's almost at the point where the people who were saying that kind of stuff that everybody was like, Oh, I can't believe you're saying things like that. Now they've become the, look at this asshole. Yeah. They've become the joke. So now it's okay for you to be the joke as a villain. Right. Because it's so like, we're all so like, lack of a better term, it's, uh, non-threatening in the least. Like it's just somebody says shit like that. You're just like, what a fucking idiot you yeah. are. But so, but I didn't see the last time he was on. I missed that period, and I didn't see that. Like, like I said, this guy's fucking was just like he went out there. He looked like he's gonna have a fucking heart attack. He was so committed he to was, the fucking. He was so good. He was, so, he was good. so good. And then it's, but then it's like he yells at everybody. Yo, you want to come from the back? Come from the back. He did the, you know, you're feeling froggy. Take a leap. Yep. That whole thing, which is even like one of the worst things. I had a guy say that to me when I threw him out of the truck one night. <laughs> And he, this was like, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago and he, and you think to yourself, you know, murder Hawk comes down, murder Hawk. I mean, is insanity. Cause he's coming to the ring against Orlovsky and Junior, Junior Dos Santos who are like 50 years old each. And you still don't stand a fucking chance against these guys, but it's just, it was just so like out of nowhere, no build, and I, I loved it because there was it was like, oh, wait, this lunatic's in the ring again. Now every week I'm going to be hoping he pops back up. Right, yeah. Did you see the first time that he was in? I didn't oh, see the first time. Okay. I tuned into it. Like, I, I was back. I was watching. Now I'm actually watching AEW when it airs. And right. back then I was kind of squeezing it in on Tuesdays before we did the podcast. So I was skipping a lot of stuff. I also, and, I also um, do a way better, more precise outline these days than I used to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit, well, you I have think, to watch these seven things. And if I'm not mistaken, we were watching Raw and SmackDown, too, the last yeah, time. That was just too fucking, fucking much. God. God almighty. Right, let's move on. Um, let's see. What's next? How about the final labor of Jericho? Brandon, go ahead. What'd you think? Entertaining? Fun? Good stuff? What did I... Yeah, I mean... I, after the show, and even though they've invested more time into this than probably just about anything that they've done, maybe outside of these like Young Bucks matches, it's on every week. It just felt kind of flat to me. I, I mean, they, it was a, like a main event match where there was pace was way slower than the rest of the show, and they're working to the crowd. Um, I wish they had done oh, like they tried to pretend like the entire crowd knows all the lyrics to Judas. Oh man, that, there were so many dorks <laughs> looking at the lyrics on their phone. Oh my god! Oh, I know, I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "You fucking nerds!" I thought that this was like, and again, I, I, I'm, I don't want to be the guy that's like rebooking the shows, but it, it would have been classic Chris Jericho to have like 
taped a like hymnal under everybody's seat or something and like everybody has the, the piece of paper with the lyrics or he comes like walking total... out he comes walking out with the cards like bob dylan yeah, exactly. in that video you know what i mean he's Dude, flipping that, the cards oh that actually would have been awesome yeah that would have been rad right it felt like that was a missed opportunity because i'm like this is this feels weird that all of a sudden they're pretending like everyone knows the not just the the chorus to Judas, but the the the, ver, the first verse to Judas. Everyone sings. Everyone sings. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. They they had to do a cheating spot in there, I guess. Uh, it, I was more relieved that this is just over than I was like into what was going on, I guess. That the the finish looks so fucking weird, where he does that spinning, you know, the Judas effect, and then he goes, "Oh, I forgot." I can't. Yeah. Am I allowed? Real weird. After well, she, all these look, these well, t- like light tubes to the head, I'm like, I can't remember what the rules are to the to flavor. <laughs> yeah, Chris. I was gonna say, even if he had done it, Aubrey Edwards wouldn't have seen him do it. She would have been busy voguing or whatever the hell she does yeah. when she's refing a match in the she's corner. She's tough, so. man. She's tough to watch. All the referees it, on on AEW are pretty bad, but she's just seen like, the, yeah, I don't she's know like, what she's doing. She's over the what? top, man. Why yeah. should I, I shouldn't be staring at her. It, she's put it's. I hate to use this term, but she's like putting herself over. Or it's the classic. But I don't think like, she's doing it. It's classic. Referees should be. Like offensive linemen, you only notice them when they screw up, right? Yep. Like they should be in the background. Like, oh, you're doing a great job because I didn't notice you. All right, that's it. That's all we have to talk about on AEW, right? Uh, can I? I, I didn't. Uh, I just wanted to add to the. Uh, oh, keep talking Jericho about Jericho thing. Yes, keep talking. About yeah, it. the Jericho thing. Like, we talked about this before. First of all, last week I talked about how that whole labors of Jericho was out of order, right? It was like. They went from dude you could see every week to big surprise that was going to, you know, put him through uh, light bulbs through his head to another big surprise to a dude that you can't that you see every week. And I thought it was kind of done out of order, but whatever. But then you get to the end that it's like, you know, think about it. This took a month and a week to go through. Right. It wasn't like this was done in a couple of weeks. I mean, the labors of Jericho and they paid off before a pay-per-view, which was odd, too. Yeah. Like, shouldn't have like we just waited five, six weeks to get through this whole thing. And not to mention the sit down interview that they had where they discussed what they were going to do in the middle of a ring in front of, you know, however many thousand people. I'm sure that was fun to watch. And um, <laughs> and then it uh, it just fizzled. It was just like. You know, it exploded like a barbed wire death match. Exploded death match. AEW is just like poofs of smoke. I just found that. I mean, look, Jericho is an old guy. Old guys tend to put guys, young guys, over. Whatever he lost, who gives you shit? I don't fucking care about anything going on in that storyline. Who the fuck cares who wins? But at least give it some sort of payoff. You could have chopped so much out of that. You could have gutted the Sean Spears match completely. Didn't need to be there. You could have gutted the Wardlow match. Didn't need to be there. There was just like a lot of like half-ass stop-and-start build, the stuttering build to get to nothing. And once again, if it's the middle of the goddamn show, then who gives a shit? But I think it's been the main – I think maybe it opened the show once. Yeah. But it's been the main event a majority of the times. I think the, the Hoovy show. The Hoovy one was, was the first. Yeah. And that was because Hoovy probably needed to go home and go to bed. 
because he <laughs> hasn't wrestled in like five years. But yeah, it was just, I don't know, very flat, very dead, and very, I really don't need to see Jericho anymore. Right. I don't need to see any of the guys involved in any of those two things anymore, those two factions, other than Tully Blanchard. The rest of them can just fucking disappear. Who gives a shit? Him getting th- uh, Tully Blanchard getting thrown out of whatever match he was in. I don't know if it was on Rampage or whatever, but that getting... was Tenman and uh, Sammy Guevara. That opened, I believe, or was the second match or something. Of, yeah, of Dynamite. Of Dynamite. It was on Dynamite. Yeah. It was second match. Yeah, and him yeah. taking his coat off and trying to whip Aubrey Edwards with it was pretty good though. He's and then Aubrey fun. Edwards. And then Aubrey Edwards was like, yes, she was <laughs> stood there like she's pirouetting. Good. Fuck. Painful. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Sean Spears. I don't, I don't think he has anything in him. I don't. I don't get the like. There's like some some weird sub segment of Sean Spears span, fans I see online. I, I'm, Is that real? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, people were like, I always just I like looking at the internet. Obviously, when these things are going on, because it's just like it gives you a where your head's at versus what the people in the crowd are thinking, and. They're like, that's the best match of Sean Spears' career. It's like, what? He got to one top rope spot and decided to give the middle finger to Sammy Guevara instead of, like, doing a move, and that's why he lost. Like, it's so fucking stupid in the big blow-off match. He dissed uh, Sammy Guevara's fiance too. Must have been pretty thin pickings in Houston. I was like, yikes. (laughs) So, all right, so... Let's let's rewind through all the wrestling podcasts that I listened to over the years that I really don't listen to anymore because they all kind of stink. And one of the one I used to listen to the most was, is run by a QAnon anti-vax fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember hearing when all the they were bringing a lot of the people that we had that are in WWE now up from NXT, and this is in the. Uh, like who uh what's his name the guy with the selfie stick and, and uh, the, tyler breeze tyler breeze so that era of nxt right the best that original era. the best era that original first push of nxt and they started bringing people up and they always said well you know sean's such a great guy and sean and sean sean they should bring sean up he should be up there he's such a great he knows so much and he's such a nice guy and he knows so much and a lot of people used to say this every time you'd hear people on podcasts they talk about how great sean spears was oh he's such a nice guy he's this he's that and you know what maybe he does know a lot maybe he is a really nice guy who the fuck knows but i'll tell you this there's obviously something that they did not see in him and that's why he was stuck in the mire at nxt forever he came up because it was fun to have him as number 10 in the Royal Rumble. Then he was in WWE for a really short period of time where he had a giant metal 10 hanging off his jacket. Tenman, yeah. And I believe I saw him wrestle. Oh, God, I don't know who. I saw him at, when I went to that pay, the Punjabi prison pay-per-view. He wrestled. He was either – I think he was in the pre-show for that. He wrestled somebody. I just can't remember who it was. But, I mean, there's a reason. You know, sometimes we always – we sit here and we go, oh, well, you know, well, we don't do it as much. We're just kind of confused by it. But everybody talks about how Vince McMahon doesn't know what he's doing. He's lost touch. He's done this. He's the WWE ruins everything and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, they've been around at the forefront of this business for a very long time. They know something. And when somebody's lacking something, you know what I mean? Like Future maybe, maybe they're seeing it. Right. They do have some experience in this business. Tenman. Tenman. Should we talk more about Tenman, Brent? 
No, I, I just wanted to make that point. I just want to make that point that I'm like, when people say, oh, AEW should sign this guy. And I'm like, I don't know. That guy wasn't that good. His face pops up in my head. I'm like, yeah. no, he's, he isn't good anywhere. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a pretty hot wife. Um, AEW Rampagne, Rampage. This was a total Rampain. waste of time, Michelle. This, what a terrible waste of time. Total First of all, let's talk about Mark Henry. Let's talk about the most important thing that happened. Mark Henry on commentary. Mark Henry backstage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Brandon, thoughts on Mark Henry? Chris alluded to her earlier. I'm, I, I'm probably much less interested in the commentators than you guys. I find myself, like, inherently tuning them out, regardless of who it is. Since I saw you put it on the notes, I'm like, let me rewatch this and listen to Mark Henry. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and he reminds me he reminds me of myself when you, you guys will kick it to me for NXT when I'm not watching. And I'm like, oh, the guy's like, I think he's like 9-0 or something. And uh, <laughs> he's like, she's been like, she's been undefeated in her last four. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? I'm like, at one point he's uh, like, oh, the, uh, oh, German suplex. And he's not even German. It was like, Tumbleweeds rolling through the stadium. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I don't give a shit. I think Mark Henry comes off as a really likable guy. So who gives a shit if he sucks? I mean, really, like, there's sucking and kind of being the third dude who just adds shit and he's there as, like, you know, the seasoning. And there's and then there's consistently bringing up a box-like structure over and over and over again until you want to throw up. Yeah. So, like, he can fuck up all he wants. He's not the main dude. He's not even the second dude. And if I'm not mistaken, he's not even the third dude. He's backstage dude. He's the fourth dude. dude. He's backstage dude. And he's dude. the backstage dude. Who gives a shit? And these guys, look, even I'm sure a lot even of these ask guys. Excalibur's like, Mark, I know you have to go backstage and handle an interview. Good luck back there. We'll see you in a minute. And then he's back yeah. there between Moxley and... 2.0, like on a screen. John Moxley, what do you want to do in this? <laughs> then he's like, oh, Mark, I love you and all, but uh, these guys suck. 2.0, what do you think you're going to do in this match? And then they're like, <laughs> and it, thank you, we're going to go back. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to write. Somebody's got to write. I'll tell you one thing. Somebody's got to write the 2.0 guy a letter about dialing down the crazy man. His face. eyes are crazy. Fat oh, young buck. All times. Fat young buck. Yeah. Fung buck. The fung <laughs> buck. doing it. Fung buck. A lot of cooking. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I, um, they used to let Bill – I don't know if they still do it. They used to let Bill Walton call basketball games, and he would say shit during the games like, it's like his jump shot rains down like a meteor over the cosmic skies at Lake Tahoe while the, de- while the Grateful Dead are playing Eyes of the World. And I'm just – it was so out there and so stupid that I'm like, I know what's going on. I don't need someone to explain to me what's going on. The fact that someone's just like saying all this weird shit during it is more entertaining to me. I kind of feel similarly about Mark Henry. I'm like, I don't care. I don't need anyone to be talking over this. Watching Mark Henry, who has a soft spot in my heart, kind of like fumble through this and melt down. I'm like, yeah, go for it, Mark. I love it. Yeah, I think like, it's who great. gives a shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> He's not on it much enough to make a difference. And the funny thing is that you brought up Bill Walton and uh, Jimmy, the pretty much non-professional sports fan, 
uh, I remember when we were younger and they first started using Bill Walton on commentary. Jimmy used to fucking hate him. Yes, I did. <laughs> that guy's a <laughs> fucking... <laughs> he's talked like he's through his teeth. Like, oh, we're going to, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. Basketball. Fuck that guy. Fall, fall I mean, hammer. he does have like a thousand front teeth, but he I does. just found it funny that he, he only has front teeth. About basketball. All he has is front teeth. He has no other teeth in his mouth. Just all the front teeth. Anything else happen on Rampage? No, I think it's it. We're done, right? All right, let's sign off. <laughs> Sweet! CM Punk showed up. That was pretty awesome. Brandon, good. Brandon, do you have any like emotional attachment to CM Punk? Not really, no. I mean, I, I'm a fan of his matches, but again, I mentioned before on this show that CM Punk's like rise and fall on WE was a, a strangely dead area, era for me in pro wrestling. So I watched some of it, uh, but I, I do appreciate I haven't gotten more texts about pro wrestling in a year than people saying, holy shit, CM Punk's back. Obviously, after the fact, after I skipped it, I went back, watched a lot of his stuff. He, you know, he, he was incredible in WWE and is definitely the like was known as the number one asset that no one could bring back. Right. The the, the biggest name you could get that would be surprising. There were probably bigger names, but you'd seen them come back before or. You knew that they wanted to wrestle. CM Punk was very much disinterested to the point where he was like, fuck wrestling fans. He was at, had a lawsuit with a, a guy on the AEW roster. Right. So in that sense, it, you know, absolutely massive to get him. And uh, I don't I don't know if they planned this, but it seemed like their investment in the city of Chicago worked out pretty well for them here where they they were able to sell out that giant arena and and uh, a one hour show. I don't know what they did. Uh off TV, but for a one-hour show, they just got an absolutely nuts crowd for that. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris and I—I I know Chris was into back into WWE back before I was, but I got back into it at the end of Punk's reign when he was still around. Chris, thoughts? I'm gonna let you go yeah, first because so I know you have no, a, so more the, of an emotional attachment to. I don't. I mean, I do. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, I think he was awesome, but a lot of my stuff's retroactive. So I first started. So Brandy was saying, Brandon was saying the um, that it was a dead zone for him watching wrestling, and you know that in my at that point for me, that is my I'm lucky I'm not dead zone. So I really wasn't watching anything uh, at that point. But um, the first WrestleMania I watched was, I believe, 29, and it was Punk Undertaker. It's probably my favorite uh, CM Punk match. I know everybody always right. says the John Cena one where he wins the money in the bank. My favorite CM Punk with the build and everything to it is when he was using uh, Paul Bearer's ashes as a prop. And, yep. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. And, and and that's what the that's the first time I saw him and then watched him here and there between them. But then I didn't really get back into it until WrestleMania 30, which was right after he quit. You know, that's the year that the, the network came back or came out, I should say. And they had WrestleMania 30 was the first thing that they showed. And I watched it at a, a couple guys that were coming into the bar, invited me over to their apartment. I watched it and learned that 
that night. That, oh, no, it's got a bunch of old stuff on it, too. And then went home and immediately bought it just so I can watch old wrestling. Right. Um, but uh, that was why. So a lot of my punk fandom came retroactively, mm-hmm. just watching old stuff. Uh, I'd have to say if you gave me the punk matches, I love that. Just the, 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 the Cena one. I love that Undertaker one's great, and the um, the Jericho one, where it was like a it was a street fight one, where they beat the living shit out of each other, was really good. Um, the funniest thing about this is that uh, you know I think that we all knew that he was. I mean, there was was there any really any doubt that he was coming back? No, I don't think so, right, Brandon? Right. No, I I, I mean once it came out, I didn't. It wasn't a surprise to me, but it, he definitely was not going back to WWE, right? No, 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 no that, that he'll never go back there. And, there, you know, people forget that, like, it's it, it happens with athletes as well, right? That we had that whole incident with Aaron Rodgers where he wasn't sure if he was going to go back with the Packers. And people get like, well, you're getting a lot of money. You should just go. And it's like, you know, there's a such thing in every job that you could possibly have in the world. There's a such thing as a fucking toxic workplace. Mm-hmm. And if anything's going to come off like a toxic workplace, if anything is going to uh, uh, lend itself to being a toxic environment, it's fucking carny ass dirtbag scumbag pro wrestling, right? Um, so you know, I mean, it, it, it he, he, his leaving that was, you know, y- you don't know shit to anybody. You don't like your fucking job, fucking leave it. And that's what he did. And people got upset with him over it, but who the fuck cares? Um, but. You know, still, even knowing that that show, you knew that that show was going to open up with Cult of Personality. I was, like I said, feeling like shit all week and was laying in bed watching that in a nightclub-induced haze. And I got hyped as shit. I had, I got yelled at from the basement because the TV was up too loud in the bedroom. Like, it was like, now, granted, just so you know. It was 10 o'clock at night. Two, it is 10 o'clock at night. And two, two stories. It wasn't like I was on the third floor and... And my wife was on the in the basement, so it was right above her head. But still, I mean, like I get excited. Um, the promo, which he was off the cuff, was amazing. And one of the things that was just really good was fucking Sting in the fucking rafters. Yeah, that was really cool. Him Brandon, looking down and not saying anything was fantastic. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, that. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's just what I was going to bring up. I was like, it, it went on a little, it was like a 20 minute thing. He's sitting down Indian style and I get it. You got to indulge. Like uh, if you're Tony Khan, you just paid a shitload of money for it. And probably his best moment's going to be what just happened. Right. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how I feel about his in, I don't know if he can still go in the ring. I mean, he was never great in the ring. He was good. He's a combo guy. Yeah. He's a character promo in-ring performance and as we all know watching wrestling as long as we as long as we have i think when it comes if you separate a pro wrestler into three different things um character promo in-ring performance in-ring performance is the least important thing. right yeah brandon go ahead finish your thought yeah uh that's that's not his game is to have uh, a a melty melty to creep five star banger it, it, he, he's an entertainer that's what we want <laughs> and uh you know he came out and did that but i was like where is this going and it's like okay we're we're it's just an hour-long show we're 20 minutes in and then just seeing the classic i had a flashback to being under 10 years old and staying looming in the rafters rafters and they've got darby allen next to him and i'm like okay like this is starting to work that's all of a sudden this roster that didn't make that much sense and 
I was getting frustrated with. You, you stack a couple guys at the top, mm-hmm. shift everyone down a spot or two, and not, none of it looks as bad as it, as it did. It's mm-hmm. like uh, these guys fit a lot better in in the the five hole than they do as the the cleanup hitter. I'm like, okay. So I another baseball analogy. Sorry, but it's like, okay, this this is starting to work, and um, you know, there's an, uh, obviously another looming signing coming up. I'm like. I'm I'm feeling positive about this show. Right. So that's all I, I liked, got on. Um, I liked when they panned up, you know, and he says Darby Allen, and he doesn't even look at him yet. And you see him up in the rafters, and then Darby Allen had this amazing face paint that looked like. Yeah, his like, face paint was great. Looked like trees and a white background. <laughs> but then when he turns, to, he turns so you could see it in the spotlight when the camera panned up. That whole fucking scene was great. I got a little emotional. Not when I first watched it, because I watched it at work. But when I got home and I watched my – even my wife was like, oh, I heard this that CM Punk returned. Like, is this a big deal? Because she doesn't know shit. I was like, yeah, it's a real big deal. And we sat down and watched it, and I wonder. I was like, I hope I don't cry. I didn't cry. But, you know, when he comes out and that initial pop and hearing Cold of Personality, I was like, yeah, this is fucking rad. This is awesome. I wish I was right. there. You know what I mean? Those people there enjoyed every minute, and he gave them full 25 minutes of himself to talk about it. And he gave away ice cream bars. Okay, Chris. You think Kenny Omega could possibly get that pop ever? No, never. No. So now we see, like, you know, here's the thing. It's now a lot of it. Granted, is I mean, the fact he, they were in Chicago. He's been gone, and, and they, they were, were in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, but I think he gets eighty percent of that pop anywhere else in the country. He definitely does not get booed. No. He definitely never gets a non-reaction. That's a big pop wherever the fuck he's at. But here's the thing. Now he comes out, and. We've almost been at this level, and it doesn't matter who it is, right? It doesn't matter that it's CM Punk. It could be anybody. But you have wrestling at a level for so long, at this, like, kind of meandering flat line where nothing – there are some things that are cool, but nothing's really excited. And then this guy comes back. Like I said, whoever it is, doesn't have to be Punk. And everybody goes crazy, and then you remember just how fucking good wrestling can actually be, mm-hmm. right? This is what – good wrestling is and then but the norm is a goofy guy putting a sword into a fucking styrofoam stone every fucking week on raw Mm -hmm. right i mean there's it's they always say like you know well vince doesn't pay attention well maybe he doesn't but there gotta be people that work for him that do and you you gotta you have a company and in any any type of company and then you look at, for lack of a better way to put, let's just say, and I don't want to say competition. You look at the other companies that do what you do, and they have a reaction, or they have something like that. At some point, you have to look at it and go, "I want what they have," hmm. right? Or do you just continually go, "Now nah, we're clearing X amount of dollars a year, just keep going with what we got." I don't know. You know what I mean? Because now it's become, please, stockholders, not. Make the fan. It's not smiles on faces anymore, right? That was always the line. Put smiles on faces. It ain't anymore. It's trot out the same TV show every week, and your competition that you don't consider competition, first of all, sold out the United Center on the anticipation that CM Punk would be there, mm-hmm. right? Because there was never any confirmation, was there? It no, was they, always refer to the best of the world. Yeah, all it was this all other hints, stuff. but 
I mean, all the hints were. I mean, you knew, but they never. They were doing stuff on dynamite. Like uh, I think MJF made like a pipe bomb reference. QT Marshall was like, we we wouldn't, you know, we're not the type to tease something and not execute. Like I think towards Friday they were working up to it, but no. There was never actually any. CM Punk will be here in Chicago. No, never. So I mean, look, it's hopefully it makes waves and everything gets better, but you know, I just see a television show with the other company that's just just going to meander mm. and not and this is a very strange it's a sad situation because now we know how good it could be right right and i can't remember when you watch you go through the the history like the library of cm punk when he was in a when he was on raw not when he was in ecw and all the other crap but when he was on raw you go through that library of matches there's never any like oh god what are they doing with this guy Part of that reason is, is if I'm not mistaken, he was kind of a fucking, I ain't doing that shit. Here's a better idea guy. Yeah. You know, Jericho was always one of them. Cena was always one of them. That's stupid. We're going to do this. So, Cena would be um, like, that's stupid. We're going to do this. I'm going to wear jorts. <laughs> I'm going to wear day glow colors and all the sweatbands. Brandon, final thoughts on AEW. Merch. Unless you have anything else to talk about it. I texted you guys Friday night, but I was just thinking back if anybody has listened to to all of these. I was like, when this started, we're talking about, oh, look at this guy in the Thunderdome. You see that guy wearing the the shirt, doing the double thumbs down? Like, like, boy, we're – I mean, we can talk about whatever. It would be entertaining, but I'm like, God, this is like a tough state of affairs. And and as much as we talk about – I talk shit on – Tony Khan and AEW, I'm like really appreciative that somebody at least is dumping cash into like getting the fucking crowd going and making something happen with pro wrestling. So, like to see that crowd, like you mentioned Friday night, and you know, same thing happened to me at my house. They're like, "Is this a big deal? Oh my god, I've never seen a crowd that loud." That's you. That's where the Chicago Bulls play. That's a big spot. Yeah, and they're going absolutely nuts. It's like. Okay, like you, it's just a, a nice like refresher. Like, okay, this can be good, and someone's clearly trying to make something happen, and that's all you could really ask for, I guess, as an adult wrestling fan, right. given what we've seen and where we're at now. It's 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 not that anything's going to replace your childhood memories. It's not that um, anything's going to be something you've never seen before, but m- make something happen. Yeah, Get, a good point. Dump some money into it. And make me see something that I'm interested in. Yeah, I was. I'm I was like, just okay, gonna, that's happening. I was just gonna say, I, I, I don't give. I mean, really, do you give a fuck who wins or loses? No. Just entertain the shit out of me. That's all I want. I don't think just Darby Allen. I don't think Darby Allen's gonna give a shit to lay down for CM Punk in Chicago at the probably the no. most bought pay per view in company history when this happens. He's not gonna give a shit. Punk's gonna. I think Punk's gonna win. But also, but I don't like, think I think Punk's at a point in his career where he doesn't have to win all the time. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's also like you know the Scott Hall line that he said I heard in an interview one time where he was like, "Yo, listen, I don't give a shit. I'll take your fucking finisher and lay in the middle of the ring. I look just as good lay- laying as I do standing. Mm. I still get fucking paid, right. and people are happy. And the more people are happy with me, the res- with with the show that I put on, no matter the result, the more money I make. Like. It, it, it doesn't really matter who wins or loses. Just entertain the fucking shit out of us. Right. Right. 
and have it make sense. Uh, You know, I mean, there's, 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 but but I think that also is like part of entertaining. If something's pointless and doesn't make any sense, you're not entertained by it. So what I said before, Stan, I incorrect. CM Punk uh, in the interview after the show or during the show or whenever it happened said that, um, if Tony Khan tells him to go do the G1, he'll do the G1. I, as a, the new Japan guy here, I guess, um, don't want to see him. In, I don't want to see him in the G1. His strength is in promos. I do not want to see CM Punk in the G1. No, <laughs> that would be just outrageous. Yeah. Well, like da- Dana Bryant, sure. CM Punk, I don't. Want yeah. To if we get Dana Bryant. Well, you never know. Daniel Bryant's out of contract. You don't have to get him an AEW to do the G1. No, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants, and he should be. I don't know if he's out of his non-compete if he's out of con- we don't even know if he's out of a con- out of his contract yeah, he might still be working with he'd WWE still be working for that yeah uh did you see to get the ufc guy like basically said to cm punk like he's like man why would you leave pro wrestling if you get reactions like this why would you even try ufc this is amazing i would never leave if people cheered me like this no who said who said that I, know? Cou- I couldn't tell you man i don't know their names yeah, I was yeah. Just curious. it was pretty cool though i think that's that was the public opinion but yeah yeah well, when you're unhappy, you're unhappy. Yeah, you, you know? leave. You leave. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts? You got anything else to add to uh, our AEW podcast, which is pretty much what this has become? No, I think we're good. Brandon? I'm good. No, we got an all-out coming up. Yeah. I don't know if we're watching that. I think I am going to try to watch it. I'm going to try to watch it, but it's doing gonna, something it might have to that. be pirately. When is that, Chris? Uh, that September I thought, it, yeah, it's the Sunday Labor Day weekend. Maybe I will check it out. Chris, if you want to watch it, I don't want to pay for it. So. You can come over and watch it at my house. Yeah. Is anybody going to be there? Just us? No, it's just, well, my wife will be here, but that's it. I can send her back to um, a place where a lot of people are trying to get out of right now, if that's what you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I can have her go back that way. So the matches we have so far... We've got six matches. Uh, Nyla Rose versus whoever wins the 21 women casino battle royal. Fuck. Another one of them? Yep. Wait, now. Wait. No, it's Nyla Rose is in the casino battle. Okay, this is just the list. Nyla Rose is the only person named for the 20 woman casino battle royal. So there's 21 women in it. She's number one. and There's 20 more women. Get it? So is is that the same? Was the last one at Casino Battle Royal as well, where they came out yeah. in, in droves? Like it'd be like spades, and then all yeah. ten people come out. Right. We get uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. Stop me if you want to talk about any of these. Is that a sorry? Main event? Be- be- before we move on from the women's, I, one thing I more dynamite related that I wanted to get in because it was crossed my mind and I just completely forgot about it. Yeah, Thunder ahead. Rosa. Uh, it got to be one of like a few people that gets me legitimately excited when they yes, come yes. on. TV. We should have so fucking good. Yeah, best, and, be, in my opinion, best theme song in wrestling right now. Better than Jungle Boy. So she she. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't say that it is. Baltimore. I, I don't know that I can Baltimore, say that it is. Better than the Pixies. I think the Pixies one's pretty good too. But go oh, you know what? Wait, we didn't say this. I'm gonna say because we just brought up Baltimore and we didn't say it when I asked how my week was. I sang karaoke for the first time. Did you? Ever? I said it. Ever. Ever. Really? It's so much fun. What? Work karaoke. 
You're there. I wore karaoke on Saturday nights, and I never sing, and I, was, I finally did. And I sounded, like, very monotone because I didn't know all the lyrics, and I was reading them off the screen. Yeah, but I'll sing the same song every week. Yeah, so. it's fun. I love it karaoke. Was, Brandon, yeah, are you a karaoke you clue fan? Us in? You want to clue us in? Oh, the song was um, – what did I – oh, Pretty in Pink. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I, thought you said you sang, I thought you said you sang Baltimore. Uh, I, they don't have it. <laughs> no, that's what made that. me think, is I was going to sing Baltimore, because that's got like eight lyrics. And eight lyrics and lows. just a lot of whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Have you ever uh, – are you a big fan of karaoke? Not at all. No. I'm, no? I'm, I'm very much not. It, it usually will make, make me close out of an establishment. No, I mean you doing it, though. Like, have you ever gone to a karaoke party or anything? No, no. If I go to a bar and they have karaoke, I'm turning around and walking away. No, I've never been to a karaoke party. Is that, is that something that goes on? Yeah, you go to Yakitori yeah, Boy I'm, and you rent a room. Well, it's nowadays it's really expensive. You don't go to Yakitori Boy. It's one of the things that when we went to Japan, we didn't do, and I kind of regret it. Okay. We were too busy running around doing, you know, going to 500 different temples that all kind of look the same after you're done. After you've done ten of them, you're like, oh god, oh, here we go, another temple. Yeah, it's. Oh, I'll um... tell you... Go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say, I tell you, I'll tell you what, I never, I wouldn't do it for the longest time. Uh, and then you work it, and it's one of these things where you like, you ever do something, you're like, you don't want to do it, and then you go, wait a minute, am I gonna be the one dude that doesn't have fun in this room? Right. Because everybody else is have seems to be having fun, and it's not like I'm not having a good time. I'm enjoying what they're doing. Because you when when you when you have to do karaoke, uh, it's kind of um. Kind of counterproductive to hate it. Right. You better fucking like it because you're stuck there all night. Right. Right. So you got to get into it. But um, eventually, I was like, my buddy was like, "You're gonna sing, gonna sing, gonna sing, gonna sing." My, my coworker and I was just like, "You know what? Yeah, I found a song. We're good. I'm gonna do it." So I did it. But um, I started thinking to myself, and I was like, "Yo, if Yakuza members can do karaoke, I can do karaoke." <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm anti-karaoke, but if you were working at a place that's having a karaoke night, who are you to then be the guy that's like, oh, I don't, I don't like it? I'll decide if I'm a patron to go, Right. I don't think this is the room for me. But if I'm working there, you bet your ass someone's here. And a, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think the last song I did at karaoke was, uh, I can't remember. I saw the sign by Ace of Base. Oh Lord! I sing them all, man. I sang <laughs> Africa by by Toto way before it became before it was cool. Hipster <laughs> asked me. I sang uh, Africa by to- uh, Toto in like 2006. Hell yeah! Dude. I love fucking. I love karaoke. It's fun. Oh, by the way, what were you we talking about? <laughs> I did. I did want to to close this this point that opened oh, up Thunder with, Rosa. with Thunder Rosa that. Uh, she was wrestling. It was Penelope Ford, Penelope Ford. Yeah. In, in street clothes, and she was Penelope Ford looking green. Mm-hmm. And, but Thunder Rosa is just so goddamn good that she's doing the thing where she's like, and, and at least in my mind, where she's trying to make Penelope Ford make it look good. But if Penelope Ford isn't going to make it look good, then she's gonna get a little. Lay into it a little bit and make it look good. He's like, it's going to look good one way or another. I'm like, it's good to have you back. She got a huge pop. I think she's got a, I think she's got a, I mean, it wasn't Texas. She's from Texas, they said, but I think she's got a bigger audience than they may have anticipated. Yeah, she's very popular. If she's in this casino battle royale, I would probably expect her to win it. 
I don't know. I, I think in my mind, how I would how I would do this is that she's the like they're building up this gauntlet kind of for Britt Baker with Jade Cargill, right. Statlander, maybe Hikaru Shida comes back. Thunder Rosa needs to be like the the main event like title after what they did on Dynamite with that insane match that need they you don't run that back until it's like pay per view or a, a main event of something and it's going to be crazy but yeah, yeah I would say go ahead, Chris I'm sorry I would say the 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 whatever the title match women's title match in the next pay per view would be I would let it, I would let that uh, marinate for a few months yeah I um last time I saw Hikaru Shida she was with Emi Sakura in in IKEA in Florida. They were shopping. Emi Sakura is there full time now. She moved to Florida. I didn't know Sheeta was because we haven't really seen her. Yeah. So there you go. All right, let's move on. Uh, Kenny Omega with Don Callis versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. Should be a good match. We already got one good match out of it. How do you think it turns out there, Brandon? Yeah, uh, their match was awesome. It was very entertaining, so I'll definitely be paying attention to it. But, like,. Like Chris kind of said earlier, I, I don't know that this is the well, – or actually you said, Jim, sorry. I don't know that this is the night that the elite goes down. I think they're going to hang on a little longer. So uh, Omega, I'm going to guess we'll hang on to this. Do we still have another week before this? We, we do. It's two I, weeks away. Yeah, we do. We have, two weeks we, have this, we have this week and then we have two, we have two, we have two, two episodes of Dynamite and two episodes of Rampage. Yeah, that's it. That's all right. We can talk about it now. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to stick by it. I think that we have the because, like I said, this is their their if they're going to try. No, well, I'm, it's pure speculation that this is what they're trying to do. But this seems to be their big pay-per-view of the year. I, I could see them. This is when the bottom falls out and we start building new stories. That'd be nice. I'd love it. Excuse my yawn. I just don't have any faith in the VPs, EVPs or whatever the fuck they're called. To Chris's, to Chris's point, though, we did just, like, they're doing these quarterly, and we went through a whole May pay-per-view, nothing happened. So right, so we're going to see something happen. pretty grim if they did that again. That yeah. would be fucked. We get, um, next match is Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. This should be fucking good. Brandon, go ahead. Chris, go Pac. ahead. I got something coming down the steps. Pac. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – so, yeah, I think this is definitely something I'd be excited about. I love both of these guys. I love Pac. Yeah. He's one of my favorite guys in wrestling on the roster. And I always forget he exists until he's on my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the only – I worry, and this is just me overthinking, what? that this is one of these um, one of these things where it's going to be so good, it's going to be so good, and it just flatlines. Right. So, but that's just me overthinking. The no, it should be, it should I can't be see. They're both great. I mean, I, I think Pac lays down for him, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, now this is the big match. This is the one that we've all been waiting for. Paul White, the big show. No BS versus QAnon, T, Marsh, Alex Jones. With Nick Komorutu and Aaron Solo in his corner. Chris, thoughts? So first, I've been meaning to ask this because I noticed it the other day. Does every fucking heel have to come out to the ring with not even heels, baby faces too, all have to come out to the ring with nine hundred people? That's their thing, man. It's, it's like going to a Wu Tang show. Yes, it is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, 
they need is championship belts and white towels in their hands when waving them back and forth. It's like, you know, it's 2002 and I'm going to see Raekwon at the TLA. <laughs> well, uh, you know, like. I just I, wish yeah. that the, I wish the matches yeah. they put them in were as short as those Wu-Tang one-off shows used to be where they do three songs and leave, show up to and leave because three hours shit. late. Three hours late and everybody's pissed and they gotta they'd show up at like ten forty five and fifteen minutes to play. Um Yeah, I don't I it's it's it it always drives me crazy and it's not just the heels, it's the base. Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy and the best friends and the best friends one dude's mom and her new boyfriend <laughs> and the boyfriend's dog and one of the lifeguards from Ocean City. Like I don't understand why they're doing this. But it's like I mean, that being said, I, mean, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what match we're talking. Oh, Q and T. You um, understand? Yeah, I told the story last week. It's because there's a million fucking people back there. So yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. you know, this might be fucking tone- people here. <laughs> All right, guys. Is, is that something I'm missing? Was there like something you, that happened? You missed that joke last week when Brandy was talking about no, going. No, Good, sell it again. I, Good. I, I'll, I'll I'll try to sell it again, but uh, I remember my senior year of high school, I went to a, a party for this girl, and <laughs> she had some estranged yeah, uncle. She had some estranged uncle showed up that was not invited, and he clearly looks like he was also like thirty, but could be sixty, and bust in the front door, and it was like the room dropped dead silent, and he goes, "Holy shit, there must be like a million fucking people in here." <laughs> And I just remember thinking that was like the goddamn funniest thing that this is. I think just, that's what Tony Khan thinks in his head when he walks backstage. He probably just that guy probably just showed up to uh, borrow, see if he can borrow money off of one of the exactly. girl's parents, and right. then it ended up being a party. Fine. Yeah. How about Nick Komoroto's toilet paper gear? You a big fan of that robe? I, I don't understand anything going on with that dude. Yeah. He looks like he looks like um, kind of Bruiser Brody. More like uh, the Berserker, but covered in toilet paper. He looks kind of like the Yeti. Or the how about he look? How about he look? The mummy. Yeah. <laughs> how about he looks? How about he looks like shit? Let's go with that. He does. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yo, I'm sorry, but if you're trying to sell me on somebody looking tough, that's not the gear you put him in. Toilet paper. You don't put him in white. It's a greasy, tough white guy. Guy wearing all white, and he's greasy. Like, if, if something happened, right? Like, just say, like, you know. He poops himself? You're, no, yeah, like, you're driving in a park. You're driving Ruins in a park. <laughs> you're driving in a parking lot, and then, like, somebody cuts you off, and you honk the horn. Jesus Christ. And then this guy gets out of the car. I'd laugh my and ass he's off. Got, he's got, he's ripped. And he's kind of mean looking. And he's got this like semi greased, permed out hair and beard. He's hairy, greasy. And he's got like toilet paper coat and white shrugs and white boots. And he, he comes walking at you like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't even be able to. He would end up killing me because I'd be laughing so I hard I wouldn't be able myself. to put the car in reverse. I can't speak thinking about it. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing, do- he's wearing like 40 doilies. That's what it looks like. They like accidentally ordered Riho's ring gear, like yes. a, a quadruple XL. Yes. Yeah. He's wearing a rip like somebody gave him the puffy shirt from Seinfeld, and he just ripped it. Now I look tough. Yeah. They wanted him to be a pirate. He didn't want to be a pirate, so he just ripped it open. 
Oh, it's so bad. Brandon, what do you think about uh, Paul? This, we're talking about Paul White versus QT. <laughs> QAnon T, Marsh, Alex Jones. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll get it right one of these days. They put, uh, I mean, they put Camarado on the Danny Garcia track. His first match on TV was against Mox. And then I think he, much like a lot of people playing that corporate, corporate game, QT came up to him and he's like, hey, I got an in. You want to be on TV more? You got to you gotta become one of my lackeys. Let, he, yo, listen, not a bad move. Right? He I took mean, the bait. But, that's not a bad move. He took the bait, but now he's under the management of the, of, of a true moron. So he's like, well, you got <laughs> this is what's going to make you. Since I've never had any success in my life in pro wrestling – this is this is what's gonna make you work. You're gonna want you're gonna want to wear the big puffy shirt. This is the guy you're gonna listen to. The guy who was working for WWE. They asked him to be a security guard. He said, "No, I ain't fucking doing that shit." And they fired him. And then he was out of work, crying on podcasts for like a year. It was really weird. I listened to none of them. I just I read about that. this. Is that yeah, that's what ha- that's what happened. He was working at he was down in uh, in the performance center, and. I think he worked a couple matches, and then they did the old, we need you to be a security guard. And, you know, and he was like, I ain't doing that shit. And, and then, look, there's a million holes in this story, so I'm probably getting this wrong, but fuck it. Or tell it like it's a fact. No, and he was makes- like, he's like, I ain't doing that shit. And they said, well, guess what he told? I think he told Triple H, I ain't doing that shit. And Triple H was like, well, then you can fucking go. Like, you know. One more human being who is overestimating his worth at whatever he does and doesn't realize anybody can replace you at any time. So, yeah. So he got fired and then he went on a podcast. He went on like, you know, shitty podcast. Like, you know, we would have had him on if he was available. Um, but he went on shitty podcast, wrestling podcast track and fucking bitched and moaned about it. Who the fucking like this place? You know what he did? He did the CM Punk who did it on one podcast and then got sued by the guy. He did, uh, he did the CM Punk that, but nobody cared about him. That's what he did. He had, the guy had an opinion of what was going on and he had worth to the company and he bitched and moaned how he was fucked over and how he was treated and had a very linear, uh, rational story of what happened, where it started and where it ended. And then I'm going to take that like, I'm this guy. But meanwhile, I'm the dude that nobody ever fucking heard of. CM and Junk. And you know what? I don't know how fucking CM Junk, QN and T, Marsha Alex Jones got <laughs> how he's buddies with Cody Rhodes. Because he films, he films and joins in with fucking his wife. We've already deduced this. So or his wife fucking that, him. All right. So like, whatever so if that's not if that's not the story. Okay, I just made that up. Sorry, guys. Don't tell Melts. If that's not the story, because I'm going to lean towards that too, but the other story could be he was in NXT. If he was in there, he probably was idolizing Cody's old man while he was there because he was there for a little bit. And Cody was like, oh, you like my dad. I'll give you a word. And that was it. Now, yeah, so that's it. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I spent like fucking Man, 10 minutes. We can keep talking about QAnon team. Well, I was, like, was going to move. Yeah, I was going to move into something else. We'll move into that later. Okay. Uh, next, the Young Bucks versus the winner of the Tag Team Eliminator. So far, uh, Private Party lost to Jurassic Express, which was on Rampage, I believe. So we got Jurassic Express is going to fight this week. It's Varsity Blondes versus Lucha Bros on Dynamite. 
And then on Rampage, Jurassic Express against the winner of that. And then that that team faces the Young Bucks. Loses to the, I mean, loses, I mean, faces to the Young Bucks. Varsity Blondes versus Jurassic Express, is that where we're getting? And then Varsity Blondes losing? What do you think? I would think it would be Penta and... Penta and Seattle Miedo? Yeah, and uh, Ray Phoenix. You think they're winning the, the titles finally? I think it's going to end up... Well, rem- also remember, though, this is the only reason I'm thinking that this is why they're going to win the titles. I think they're finally going to win the titles. I think because it's in a steel cage. Oh, yeah. So there's no... Gig? You there's think the no, Bucks are going to gig? Probably. There's no... Probably. It'll probably be It'll probably be on at 6 o'clock at night, and they'll be Abdullah the Butcher and stabbing Do themselves. Do the Bucks bleed? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But um, they, uh, there'll be no, you know... Ah, it's just just the fucking uh, gallows on the on oh, the yeah. apron. Gotcha, gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha. Nineteen eighties wrestler, because that's his gimmick now. Nineteen eighty, he's eighties guy. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. He's definitely worth watching every week. Brandon, thoughts on that match? Well, I'll tell you what is going to bleed. Whatever stakes I bring to Chris's house, because yes. whenever this match comes on, whatever time it is, I'm just going to go. All right, let's go. Let's go grill. I don't feel like dealing with this. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I won't. I probably won't watch it. Uh, oh, this is Labor no Day interest. weekend. I have nothing to do. I don't. Have I have no interest in watching the Young Bucks wrestle like ever again. I'm just gonna yeah, say I've that. Had enough. So every time they come up, I'm gonna have the same take. It's I just, I just don't ever want to see them. Shit. I don't. Give I just shit. think of the time I made it down to 2300 in a blizzard to see to see the Young Bucks wrestle some goofy CZW tag team and lose because I wanted to see the Young Bucks. I never seen it before. I got all excited. Mm. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Six years later. Now you can't wait years not later, to see them. I just can't wait not to see them. I, I just gotta... deeply don't like them. I deeply don't like them. I don't have any interest in their careers. Can... So they've been, re- re- I say it all the time, been wrestling the same match the entire time that I've seen them. Since the first time to now, it's the same exact match. Now, part of my disdain, the biggest part I figured out of my disdain for the Young Bucks is also part of my disdain for Kenny Omega. And this that's this idiotic, blind fandom of best, these guys. The best tag team, best tag team in the world. It's, it's ever. Always best ever. Best tag team ever. I mean, if they're saying it on the TV, world. then that's fine because it's wrestling. Yeah, sure, that's wrestling. That's fine. But I'm saying the fans that... It's like you watch this and say, you know, you watch some television shows and you go, you know, I don't like this, but I can see how other people would, which is yeah. not my bag. Right. These guys, it's like there's no way that any human being that watches anything can watch the same thing over and over again. Nobody ever says, oh, Monday Night Raw is just so good. Everybody says <laughs> it sucks. So there's no it's only the only time if you go on like one of their posts on Instagram and you look at the comments, the people that love it. Always in broken English. Yeah. Because it's new. They're getting it on TV. They're getting right. it on TV for the very first time. It's very exciting and different for them. Young Bucks so number one best tag team world. Well, I'm saying just for WWE, but like with the Young Bucks, it's like people talk about them like they're so great. And I'm like, you're not even watching them. It's the idea that everybody else that you know in your group of fandom thinks they're great and you think they're great, but well, none of this is good. Well, that's yeah. That's why we're on here because we have we're critical thinkers. And some people yeah, exactly. Are. We yes, don't know who exactly. You know who thinks tag team wrestling gets boring? Edge and Christian, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. 
uh, even Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley, even they had the wherewithal to go, hey, this is becoming the same exact right. shit. I think we should probably go do our own careers. Right. Right. Well, I mean, have that. Have you ever seen a tag? Have you ever seen a tag team wrestling match that didn't follow the tag team wrestling match formula? That wasn't a squash. Right. Right. Sorry, I'm yawning. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's it's you know uh, shine beat down beat down beat down hot tag. It's yeah, the, been the we've same talked about since this. the dawn the same of wrestling. Bullshit, right? It's the same shit. So it's actually becomes the thing. So what does it become? It becomes the storyline. So the the uh, the things that you do inside the match are secondary to the story that's being told. And then sometimes you can have a cool finish. What was it? FTR, whatever they were in the revival versus Ciampa and the other guy, right? Uh, Gargano. Gargano. Yeah. Like when they, when they tapped the two of them out in the middle of the ring, that was fun, but it was the story that led up to it. Not the match itself. The match itself was what it was. And the ending was kind of fun, but that was it. So, but now you have a tag team that a could never split up. These two could not be singles wrestler. It's impossible. No. And second of all, they've been wrestling said it a million times. They've been wrestling the same match. They're not changing anything in the matches. Right. The only thing that's changed now is is now how are we going to win by outside interference? Right. right. And that's the only reason that I'm saying I think that they're going to have them lose is that because they've acknowledged the outside interference. If they hadn't acknowledged the, they never acknowledged the outside interference. It just happens and they win. Now Tony Khan's upset with it, and we're going to keep it out. It's going to be in a steel cage. Right. And if you truly want them to be heels, when they lose, when they don't get outside interference, they have to lose. Yeah. If they win, what, because who, they're bad. Who looks good now? Nobody looks good. All right. Right. You so just why it's, just, it just seems stupid? Why did they cheat the whole time if they could just beat them? Exactly. Right. Stupid. Right? They have to lose this match. Brandon, any thoughts on this? Any more thoughts on this? Nah, <laughs> I'm done. I don't care about them. <laughs> singles, I agree with you. singles match: CM Punk versus Darby Allen. This should be stoked. This should be fucking exciting. I'm stoked for this one. Doesn't matter. I don't care. As I'm long curious. As I get it. I'm curious if what CM Punk's gear is going to look like. Uh, I will tell you this. I have a new philosophy on how I feel about Darby Allen. Because he's going to be involved in something. I like his matches. I'm trying to force myself to find a reason to get behind this guy. We are. I'm thinking that maybe because of his actions and the results of his actions, that maybe he's actively trying to be a better human being now. Let's think that way. Okay, okay let's do that. Let's do that. Of course, spoiled broaden skater punk rocker working with one of the greatest of all time right off the bat probably isn't doing that. Right. I mean, and I never noticed his the other thing, like, you know, his matches are fun. His entrance video. The old school cartoon where he rips half his face off and he's skating. Yep. Is is amazing. And his yeah. music I looked up the lyrics are horrible, but the music is his song is fucking <laughs> Chris, if you could look up the lyrics and give us a little um, karaoke. Yep, right let's now, do it. Okay. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting part, right? It's a Darby Allen wrestles one kind of match, and that's why this is exciting. It's because, boy, for CM Punk to show up after, in his words, 16 years off, in my mind, about seven, uh, this guy's going to suicide dive into some brutal shit on the multiple times if it's going to go anything like what I've seen. So it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 
Okay. And what do you got for us, Chris? All right, so Darby Allen's theme song is I Fell. Oh, I, can't even, I can't I even fell. get through the fucking name of the band. Who's the band? Wicca Phase Springs Eternal. Wicca Phase Springs Eternal. Yes. Is that all one word? I wish. <laughs> Wicca, oh, okay, no, it's Wick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the whole name of the band. Okay, you ready? Yes. Right, We're gonna go out on this. Go ahead, keep keep doing it. I'm gonna do the outro while you're doing it. I don't sleep because my head's on fire. That's... I hate creeps and I hate liars. Oh, Thanks for joining us this week. You want the grave kept secret that I'll never tell. I'm up heart. in heaven, but I came from hell. Follow us on Instagram. I fell. <laughs> so did you. At hard I number fell. four wrestling. I fell. So did you. Subscribe and follow. What came before. Tell your friends. I felt pain and I wanted more. And for Brandon. Oh my God, I'm not settled until I've done it all and right. And karaoke Chris. Oh my God, I split my head open last night. I was a slobber knocker. I'm Jim, and we will be back I here next and week. so did you. I fell, and so did you. <laughs> I don't sleep because my head's on fire. I hate creeps and I hate liars. Oh, you want to go? Oh, my God! She got so strong words. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>